What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. Oh, perfect. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Daniels. Over there is Vic. And this man in the center is not only TikTok famous, he also (laughs) (laughs) may have, you may have seen him on this one show on Broadway. It's not very popular, but... uh, It's getting there. You know, Beetlejuice. Yes. He may or may not be the lead. Alex Spryman's here. He may or may not be Beetlejuice. So far, no one really knows who I am right now. May or may not really. Has he may or may not be somebody yeah. we know who kind of is just sitting Just for us. the record, I, was, I thought I about am. it. I was like, I should introduce you like, you know, he's on this smash Broadway hit. He's the lead. Alex Spryman, he's bad at. I'm like, yeah, he's just like TikTok famous guy. That, yeah. that I prefer that over the, the first one because I will shrink to all the, the, the accolades and acclaim. What's going on? How are you? I'm thrilled. I'm happy to be here. This is fun. I was looking forward to coming in here and hanging out. And, uh, you know, you've come to see us a ton of times. So I, yeah, it's yeah. my Thanks I have for throwing to me under the bus. Reciprocate <laughs> by coming to see you guys, coming and traveling to you. I think, I think by the time your run is done, we'll be on six or seven times while I've seen yeah. I love it. I am <laughs> from previews. We saw it in previews. So I'm thrilled that yeah, people are great. coming more than, more than once and twice and three times. We have people that have come 17 plus times. So there are people that, I, it's become their show. It's become yeah. their thing. It's and I, to it's, me, I, well, I love that. But I'm always like, when they tell me that, I go, "That's awesome." Make sure you're saving a little bit of money though, because <laughs> it is expensive. I appreciate it, but and there know. are a couple of other shows you might want to check out. No, I mean, no, <laughs> this one. actually, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> There's Beetlejuice and I don't know, some other shit. Yeah, on whatever. <laughs> but it's so good you can see the show over and over again, and it doesn't, yeah. you know. It doesn't My dad said that it was like. It's sort of the same feeling you get when watching like Cirque du Soleil. Like there are things you miss the first time because you're just either laughing too hard or you're really watching one person. But and and uh, you know, my dad will watch different people in the ensemble just yeah. and stick on them for that. Mm-hmm. They've seen it a couple times too. A couple. They've seen it like twenty times. Um, <laughs> good father. It's, yeah, good mom and dad. They come and support their son and, and waste away my inheritance. Um, <laughs> uh, but they do. You can pick out a single person from the ensemble and just sort of watch them the whole time, and yeah. it's equally as fun as watching the show. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. The first time we saw it, yeah. we missed a bunch. Yeah, we and missed a e- lot. Even seeing it, like I have been about like seven or eight times. Nice. <laughs> and um, watching now, I still miss stuff. I still can't figure stuff yeah. out. Like Good. I don't want to give away the show to people that haven't seen it. But, um, yeah, just your entrance, I can't figure out. Good. I you still, know what's so I'm funny? like, what the, like We how? do so many magic tricks in that show. Yeah. And my entrance into the show is the simplest little thing that either you do pick up on or you don't. No. And most people haven't. <laughs> I miss it every time. It's awesome. I'm glad. It's a great, it is a great entrance. <laughs> it's just a it's great really... entrance that we really figured out and we tried so many high-tech ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we just low-tech the shit I'm out sure of it. I'm sure it's like the easiest magic trick ever. But it I'm is. Just I, won't, like, I will it not works. give it away. And also, by the way, you know, we uh, David Copperfield has now seen our show twice. And there oh, really? Is, yep. And at the end of the show, this is not really a spoiler because it happens in the movie, mm-hmm. Lydia levitates. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. You either definitely figure it out mm-hmm. or you don't. And right. he has fig- not figured it out twice. Really? Which is so nice. Which is great. And I a nice mean, feather in our cap. I think I haven't figured it out, but I'm probably wrong. I think, yeah, well, I, even if the thing is, don't, even if you I don't do, wanna, again, I don't want to give it away, but. Yeah, no, no. Don't give it away. But if you do figure it out, there's also that extra sort of. Uh, 
giddiness of being able to figure it yeah. out, one. Mm-hmm. And two, when you really figure out the ingenuity that goes into these tricks, it's almost equally as fun as not knowing. Yeah. Because it really is just either parlor tricks or really high-tech magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, and I always love Broadway theater. We were talking about it, like, Beauty and the Beast when they spun the beast in the air and all of a sudden no he's a dude yep. and I have no idea where the hell the costume went I don't either you know that and um, we saw uh, the, the Harry Potter play there's a boatload oh, I still haven't that. seen that but a lot of oh. our illusion guys and tech uh, magic guys are the same guys that did Harry Potter okay, yeah that makes and sense. it's like yeah. you, it's all lighting and stuff and you spend a good chunk going what? Because it's live too. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's live. You know, yeah. That's the other thing. Seeing something in a movie, you get to go, okay, how many millions of dollars did it take to make that happen? Or mm-hmm. you think, wow, what great CGI. But when you see live fire or live pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. it really jolts you into like the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So to see a magic trick live, especially through the context of a story, is sort of mind blowing to me when I see it. So I'm happy that people are still. And it, then it's blown. great. We've yeah. sat all over the theater. Good. Yeah. I mean, we were like four rows from the front and like, how the hell did he get there? <laughs> come from but that's also it's also a show that you can see from anywhere yes great any yeah. ticket you can snag just yeah, go grab it's it. a wide because theater I, we sat in the front we sat in the back we sat on the mez yeah, we were like there, everywhere we were there for opening night and we were in the mez in the back yeah. and it's still a, it's an amazing mm-hmm. show the winter garden has this weird wide quality to it that, but it also makes it very intimate because it's smashed in um so the mezzanine actually is really close mm-hmm. um as opposed to but most it doesn't theaters feel close it doesn't feel close. Like it feels close in the sense like you can see everything, but you don't feel like right up against you. If that makes sense. That's right. No, yeah. it doesn't feel like there's a wall. Yeah. It does feel like there's an audience, which is nice. And it's always amazing too, and we've said this before with other shows, when you get on the stage and you look, yeah. there's a different view. From this Hugely. from the audience, you're all the way over there. From the stage, it's like they're right next yeah. to you. Directly. It's like they're you. literally sitting in your lap while yeah. you're on the stage. It is unbelievable. If you do sit in the front row of our show, and it was the same with School of Rock. We'll be there will uh, be March covered. 31st. March 31st. <laughs> Just in case you yes. want to know, March 31st will be Excellent. there. Excellent. You will be covered in my saliva. Oh, awesome. And I, I mean didn't that. want to throw you under the bus, but yes. Covered. <laughs> I'm going to wear... First, um, second row. It's like a Gallagher we, show. We said... <laughs> just, uh, it really is. Yeah. Bring out a watermelon. Literally. Real good. <laughs> there should be a splash zone seating for the first row. I'm going to come, yeah. come in with covered. one of those shitty, like, poncho yeah, rain jackets. Right. And just no, you're definitely a spitter. Yep, I am. <laughs> but that means I'm well hydrated. Yes, what yes, happens, yes, like, yes. if, like... A lot of people in Broadway spit. Oh, do you yeah. just take it? Like, not to be like the yeah. easy joke, but do you just take it in we, the face? Yeah, like, just, if, you, just, if you're singing it. Literally take it in the face. And I am a so main... So there's a lot of uh, crossover in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's a lot of things we... Listen, I like to think we all share things that we don't realize. But yeah, no, we... There is, when you're close to somebody, and it's I'm one of the biggest culprits, is that I enunciate so hard mm-hmm. and, I, you know... Uh, I pride myself on good diction that it does if my if I am hydrated, spit is imminent. <laughs> it's flying. Well yes. you also like pull out this raspy voice, which is yes. so awesome. So yes. I can which imagine. Which is very different than my real voice. Yes. Um, is this yeah, your real is. voice? No, this isn't my real voice either. It's much higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, this but the, ra- the raspy voice, voice actually what that does, and this is a, maybe too TMI, but who cares? It's it kicks up the Worst type of like phlegm oh, and mucus because it vibrates where sort of phlegm comes from. Mm-hmm. So it actually kicks it up and almost like agitates it to a point of like this thickness that is so gross. <laughs> so when it does come out, it comes out in like like yeah. pudding form. It's just like, it's yeah. really gnarly. Bowels, yeah. Oh, lovely. It's, I mean, do you me, have to like war- warn your co-actors like, hey, yeah. by the way, like yeah. I spit a lot. They do. I mean, yeah, they. They at know point. at this point. They know, but me off stage is a nightmare. My dresser 
has heard me make sounds that are just, they sound like I'm like a 75 year old man who's worked in a, a fucking like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a mine shaft for years. <laughs> Upper East Side Jewish old man. Literally. Back. Yeah. <laughs> My insides are just matzo balls. Do you have to like it up before a show? No, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Um, it doesn't hurt to have like a little something going on. Mm-hmm. So like this role has afforded me the uh, opportunity to be able to have a drink here mm-hmm. and there or to be able to eat late. Um, in School of Rock, I couldn't do any of that. You can't eat late? Well, because I have acid, off, acid but... reflux. Oh. Okay. And so acid makes reflux okay. splashes up on your vocal cords, which makes them burn, which makes them inflate, Ooh. which makes them hard to Same. squeeze <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this one allows me to do it because this voice doesn't have to sound good. This can sound in any way I want it to sound. And if it sounds any worse than this, then no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I'm unhealthy, it actually doesn't hurt me to really... It's a good role uh, to be it, sick yeah, with. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've heard other, especially Broadway actors, talk about not eating beforehand because it's like a workout. It is. You don't eat before a workout. It's hard. You know, it's, so, I yeah. do you have also a don't off. eat before anal, so, you know. Yeah, so it's, I don't. Again, a crossover. I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, definitely, you know, yeah. I mean, this, unless it's gummy bears, you know, unless you yeah. do the gummy bear thing. So. I sometimes don't eat before watching anal. <laughs> it's probably you not. know the actor's Depending feeling. on the person. <laughs> I want to I starve along with them. Yeah, that's right. Right. As an and, as a method actor, I like to be with my actors, so I like to, even if they're on screen. Is it hard to sing with that voice? No, I, I it's, really. It's, I mean, that's the simple answer. The, the the longer answer is that I took a year to really figure out how to make this voice sustainable. So, because if sense. I didn't, it would have been the end of my career. Truly, I mean, mm-hmm. I would. I hemorrhaged my vocal cord in School of Rock because wow. I was not healthy, and I just said yes too many times to things that I should have said no to, because it's eight times a week. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when you're preparing a role or you're trying to craft a role, you don't think about that all the time. You just, oh, this will be so exciting in the room. Yeah. And you do it once, and people are like, that's incredible. And then you're like, oh, hell, I have to do this now eight <laughs> times a week. Yeah. Incredible. So with Beetlejuice, I learned that lesson and figured out something that I could not only speak eight times a week, but sing with. And I figured out ways to sort of modify. So it... it Rather than it being the entire way through, I can bookend. Okay. Like, rather than being like, happy birthday to you, yeah. I can go, happy birthday to you. So like oh. little ins and outs to keep the uh, buoyancy of it there. Because yeah. I think also it would be annoying. Like I feel like it gets a, the voice gets a little Two much if it's just of, there. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's pretty awesome. I'm glad. Well, I think <laughs> we figured awesome. out a good balance that people are enjoying it. Yeah, it's funny because um, with some of the, the the other Broadway, and you know, we're friends with a few. Yeah. have all told us that it's a difference between a touring Broadway, a touring performer, uh-huh. and an on stage performer. You guys have to do it eight times a week. These guys do it three times; they get four days off. They do it twice; they get two days off. That's right. You guys, it's just three sixty-five. Yeah. You know, you get Monday off if you're lucky. And no uh, offense to the people that do think that this is what we do is easy. Um, and no offense to the you know the recording artists that do are amazing and do do those tours, but they come in and they try to do the Broadway yep. thing and they wash out in two weeks. They just yeah. go, I can't do it, or they're out. You know, they do four shows a week, and but we it's a very uh, specific skill to do this type Absolutely. of schedule, yeah. and it really does require. You really are you. an athlete. It yes. is an athletic type thing. I think that like we, uh, it's the, uh, the stuff you don't see off stage is the is the most work we do mm-hmm. is the maintenance and the we still take classes and we still make sure that our stuff is good because what we are is our brand. I mean, that's the same. That's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, we are right. our brand. Yeah. Yep. And so keeping that a thing or being able to evolve that uh, in public mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. So yeah. And also it requires like riskiness and trust uh, of the fans Yeah. to go, I'm going to do this role now and 
Yeah, you, know, that, you, be, yeah may, you may remember me as Beetlejuice, but today I'm Cyrano. That's you know, right. It's like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. Yeah. But think about that. Know? I mean, this is the most character I've ever done in anything. And the, anytime people, some people that are going to be watching this right now, mm-hmm. I always get a comment that goes, I always forget what his real voice sounds like. <laughs> so I'm hopefully, yeah. am I trying to play this right, that the next thing I actually do uh, as an actor um, will be something that is so wildly different than Beetlejuice mm-hmm. so that there is this like middle ground and that there isn't just always I play the sort of cantankerous. Yeah, you don't want to fit into like the same molds. No, and I consider myself a character actor, so those they fit many different models and molds. It's funny, like when I when we went to see the show and we saw you in makeup and then we saw you after out of makeup, I was like, oh yeah. Like I a just guy. Yeah, he's not he's not actually <laughs> oh, dead. Oh, that's what you look like. And that's what you said. Like I totally forgot. It's yeah. weird. It's, Wait, but where's it's a compliment. the black and white? I don't know. I always the compliment is when people go, I didn't I didn't like if I'm on stage like milling about and someone goes like, hey nice to meet you and I go nice to meet you too and then two seconds later they go I didn't even realize that you were Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's such a nice compliment. I, I thought like, you were like the sound guy. <laughs> this is great. I'd prefer that rather than going like, you're him, right? I recognize you yeah. from the stage. Because yeah. you're ugly you there the same. and yeah. ugly now. And it's funny. You talk about that. And obviously we, we discussed your entrances a little. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, as a as a fan of the movie, you know, yeah. I was in an age when a fan of the movie. I went to see it and I was really looking forward to it. I love that you guys changed it enough that it's your own thing. Mm-hmm. But it's yes. still Beetlejuice. It's still Beetlejuice. And your entrance basically says, hey, guys, this is going to be a little different. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but it's you you from the beginning say it's Beetlejuice, but it's not the same Beetlejuice you all know. That's right. (laughs) But also Beetlejuice doesn't appear in the movie until like 30 minutes in. You're one of the first people you see in the musical. But we wanted to because there are so many adaptations that come out there that are the movie on stage, which is like, you know, fine. I think a good adaptation should have a point of view and it should have a take about the world that is it is currently in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is important unless you're doing a full period piece. I think it's nice to comment on the world. And our show had a nice way in because we yep. have Beetlejuice who breaks the fourth wall. But the writers of the show were very smart by making it a musical. And if they just did the movie, there really isn't a structure there to be musicalized. Right. Yeah. But there is that really great I want story from Lydia, mm-hmm. that grieving, that that character that like has that want and equally Beetlejuice, that same want. I want to be alive. She wants to be more, no more about death. So it's like two con men meeting yep. each other and figuring each other out. There's and nothing more musical seeing than that. Who, yeah, and seeing who's playing the game better. Yeah, and, yeah. and the writers took a, a, a bead from every other great successful musical. I mean, they, were, they did their research because they're mainly TV guys. Right. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah they wrote in Silicon Valley and um, uh, 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 Search Party and uh, what was the new Stephen King uh, thing? Oh, yeah. I can't think Castle of Rock. Castle Rock. Castle Rock, yes. Right. And so they've, they've written oh, okay. on a lot of things and they're perfect for writing this, but they really figured out structure. And it's great. I mean, and like I said, it's like as a fan of the movie, I went in and I, I we wrote um, a little bit of a review when we went into telling people to go see the movie. And I said, you know, it's like I was a huge Michael Keaton fan. I loved it. And 10 minutes into you being, I forgot Michael Keaton. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. That's I mean, you're nice. talking about like Keaton's iconic role. It probably totally. launched his career. And 10 minutes into it, you were Beetlejuice and I forgot who Michael Keaton was. Sorry, that's Michael. Nice. I love you, but you know. I really appreciate it. It I, was I, amazing. And, and, and we sent family members there. We've had <laughs> friends go and we brought friends. And I'm like, trust me, this is going to be great. I love so. that you said you wrote a little review. You wrote like a, this, yeah, you, know, you wrote like a five paragraph essay. It was great. <laughs> yeah, well, it was really, you know, we read it out loud and said, we were so touched by it. Oh, really? Uh, Thank yes, you. Yes, we were. Of course we were. I mean, anyone that wants to spend that much time to, to say nice things about the thing we created that wasn't there in the first place is, um, to us, like, miraculous. We, just, we created something in a room that we liked, mm-hmm. period. And we put it out there and, like, crossed our fingers that people would like it. And not only did people like it, but they wrote, you know, 
college essays on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to write a little bit crazy. They were great. Um, <laughs> we loved it. And I also get, I, I, I've, I've been a, a Broadway fanatic since I was literally a little, little kid. Same. And I, I, I always had a problem with Broadway critics. Some of them I think are great, and some of them I'm like, do me a favor, stand on stage once. It's like right. it's like a guy who, who who never put a bat in his hand yelling that you couldn't hit a curveball. It's like, good I'm, luck, try it. not be more with you at that. So there are a couple of them that I watched and I read, and I'm like, this. the only reason why this guy is saying something bad is because he wanted to promote another play he liked. And I'm like, all right, this is bullshit. So half of my review was beating up Broadway yeah, critics. So. pretty great. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't read – I don't typically read um, anything. Um, Smart. I read – I'll read other shows' reviews just because – I'm curious as to see like what the like the general take is, but I never read anything that I'm in until I'm out of the show. Um, <laughs> I'll get like a packet of stuff after the show just to read to see what it was and what they thought about it, because mm-hmm. then I don't have any stake in it the next night. Yeah, you don't. And I don't want something to change. Or... Well, and also it, it, it splits both ways. If somebody goes, this one very specific part of his show was excellent, and here's why, mm-hmm. then I'm going to read that and go, oh god, that has to be good every time now. Now I'm gonna, <laughs> and I get in my head about it, something I did well. So I, it, it, uh, you know, as much as it works in the wrong way, it can actually really work in the, the right way too. No, oh God, that's incredible. Do you yeah. have a favorite part of the show that you do? The opening number. Oh, the it's opening number. It, it's just, it's like, and this isn't a spoiler. We've done the opening number various times on multiple outlets now. Today's show, Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, Tonys, the Tonys. Yeah, um, I love doing it because I think I truly think, and I'm not just saying this is in the show. I think it's one of the best opening numbers in his, in Broadway shows. History. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. Um, because it does exactly what an opening number should do. It tells the audience what they are in store for. Mm-hmm. It makes a promise that we keep the entire show that this is going to be a show. That you, at, for at any moment during the show, you can clock out and go, "I'm watching actors," and you're right. Yeah, yeah. you don't. We don't have. You don't have to suspend your disbelief if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, it makes the show better. But we are. We say this is a show about death. <laughs> this is not a, a real story. So it allows you the freedom to just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I just have a great time meeting the audience every night for the first time because they're all different. And so to gauge them and to turn the knobs instantly is so much fun for someone like me who has a history in improv comedy and sketch comedy. To get a musical role mm-hmm. that does the same thing, it's like a dream come true. Yeah, usually for me when I see a Broadway show, it takes me a couple numbers to get into right in, it. Yeah. Agreed. And this is the first show I've seen that the like first – Five minutes. I'm like, I'm in. I mean, it truly is an assault. (laughs) It really is. We come out guns completely blazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but you never stop. Yes. You hit a, you, you know, you go to 11 and you stay at yeah, 11 right the to the very end. Thing. There's no lull. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no. Oh, I, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm living that no lull every night. I'm Eight sweating. Times a week. And, yes. Yeah. Gasping for yeah, air. Usually there's like one or two songs in a show. You're like, okay, we'll get through this one. We call them skip tracks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, skip tracks, right. They're yeah. the ones that you play the album and you go, every yeah. time you get to yeah, it, you yeah, skip yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but oh. no, there's nothing. I no. love the, I love everything. We've, every voice is strong. Every character is amazing. Yeah. It's just. I think one thing I haven't said this enough, like on, in public, but I think that like in into a microphone, that I think the one really smart thing that they did with this show is they didn't hire just actors. They hired comedians. They hired mm-hmm. actually funny people, not just people that could deliver funny lines. There's a very big difference. But like yeah. Leslie Kritzer, who plays She's Delia, <laughs> is like the second coming oh, of, yeah. of like an old school sitcom actor. That is actually funny. Rather mm-hmm. than her delivering setup punchline, setup punchline, yeah. all of our jokes tend to catch the audience off guard, not because of the lines, but because of the people delivering them. And I think that was just a brilliant masterstroke in casting. One of the shows I saw, she was doing this spin move with her dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see the show, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm not going to go into detail. Yes. But her dress actually didn't. In the dinner party. Yes. 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 It yes. actually didn't unravel the whole, t- right. whole way. 
And she played it off so well. <laughs> yeah, having seen it, we know what she, it was like, supposed to have yeah, done. Yeah, she did. I, I don't remember exactly, like, but she, you would never know. And the only reason I knew she's like, not yep. that she screwed up, yeah, but that, yeah. that there was a mistake yep. was because I had seen the show. That's right. Yeah. She, she was like flawless. She's the Carol Burnett of our show. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was, was going to say, you said old school sitcom. She's absolutely Carol Burnett, yep. but she's also the surprise in the show. Agreed. She's mm-hmm. the character that you don't expect that you're like, holy shit, who's this girl? Yes. She's amazing. And she's got that extra second and roll in it too yeah that's so, not a spoiler you can say yeah she, you know she, she plays she, miss argentina she mm-hmm. plays miss Ar- dead miss argentina yeah. which is an amazing <laughs> costume change in a short amount of time when i agreed We've that is a makeup her, change that i would uh, i do not envy I, yeah, i've seen the, I, I've I seen watched, the instagram like, how... like her short instagram of them just ripping it off putting it on and ripping it off again it's like crazy My skin hurts watching that yeah i'm is. assuming she has like a bodysuit on you're assuming correct okay because <laughs> i'm like dude there's no way i believe she's been hanging out with amelia too much i know i am i believe she's painted like up to about here into her okay. neck up and then I think everything else is a bodysuit that yeah. she wears so underneath. she gets her boobs attacked every night. She's like, hold still! Yeah, we got right. a sponge <laughs> That's right. And I think underneath her that Delia costume that she has to change out of, she has a, num- a, a, a number of things on that are already Miss Argentina. Okay. Oh, so I think wow. the main part of it is the makeup and the wig. It's impressive. Yeah, you've been, you've been it is around, impressive. You've been hanging around Amelia too long. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm learning all the wig tricks. <laughs> all the wig tricks. Oh yeah, Amelia uh, our friend Amelia who, yeah. who worked with you on, on yeah, School yeah. of Rock. She's yep. a hair and makeup supervisor was teaching her how to, you know, do the wig dive. Oh, yeah. She taught me how to put a wig on. I'm like, yeah. oh. We were laughing about I have to put it. six of them on in the show. So I, six? Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's, 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 it, it's funny because we, we've mentioned the, the other two plays that we always go to, Hadestown and, and Book of Mormon, those three plays, the characters have the best entrances. Yours Agreed. is the best by far, yeah. but Hades' interest is amazing. I've never seen Hades' time. Uh, you got to see his interest. I haven't had time. I'm in the same schedule. Yeah, right? And, right? Exactly. Literally, and, there's and, no there's time no I can see the show unless I just call out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, uh, and piss everyone off, <laughs> I'm which I'm not going to do right now. Yeah, Someone um, would take a picture of you. Right, I have to wear like a full disguise. Yeah, yeah you're going to shave and everything. Yeah. And, and Book of Mormon, you know, the ringing of the bell. Brilliant. You know, that, you know, those are like three of the best entrances on, on Broadway now and on Broadway, period, in, in a long time. You guys time just had Patrick seen. Page on, right? Yeah, yeah, we just had Patrick on. That guy's the best. He is, his voice is ridiculous. And his dog is yes. the cutest dog yes. there Absolutely. ever has been. Oh. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> do you have any dream roles that you want to do? I, this is going to sound so cliche. I hope you probably already know what I'm going to say. But <laughs> I, I've done so many great, like I've done like so, ama- so many amazing things that I never expected to do at this age. I mm-hmm. always, my mantra when I got to New York was like, Let's try to get my first Broadway show by 30. Yeah. And I'm 32, and this is my sixth Broadway show. I thought you were, and, like, 24. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> I'm 32. Uh, I just have boyish <laughs> good looks. Good boyish charm. That's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the, the discrepancy, is that this Adonis before you is um, actually 32. Uh, but so I've done a lot of cool shit, and so I'm, I like creating mm-hmm. um, in a room. So I think the dream role that I want to continue to try and do is the one that has not been written yet. Okay. Continue to find the stuff that is, uh, you know, at the base level and at the ground floor and work up because that's what's really worked so far. School of Rock, had, they were both source materials. Yeah. But they, I got to really find a character and build it up from the shoes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like doing that. And I write for a living too. So I like to create things and hopefully be in things that I write. And So, yeah, I, there's not like a dream role that exists currently mm-hmm. that I want to do. I mean, like I would not. I wouldn't shoo away an offer to play like King George and Hamilton for like yeah. three yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like, because I think that would be like just a one fun. One of my favorite. One of, yeah, one of the favorite sub characters oh of all time. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's truly like... one of the greatest roles 
written. I mean, yeah. it's also just an amazing track, too. Mm-hmm. Just as an actor, you're like, you get to come in, get praised, <laughs> and, then and, then yeah. and then leave. Be, yeah. Yeah. be the funniest the guy in the paycheck. play. You're absolutely the funniest person in that play. Yeah, and so, uh, and, a, and a basically serious play. So, yeah, and I would a, musical. a thousand percent do that. But I think, other than that, no, there's no real want to do like something that already exists right now. I mm. love, truly love the act, the art of creating something. So would, you would rather create than, like in this case, because you created recreated Beetlejuice so you'd rather just do something from scratch I'd rather do something from flat and I don't mind recreating now it was really scary during School of Rock because you had this sort of like monolith of like Jack Black and now similarly with Michael Keaton but when I came into Beetlejuice I remember took with me from the from School of Rock and other things that I've done that you don't have to deny that they're source material but it's nice to uh know that this is a free playground to just mm-hmm. sort of figure things out and ditch things when they go and there's no pressure there might be some pressure but i don't listen to those people <laughs> right i don't That's really read you know, all the comments it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's almost it's almost sad that you're not in the next play at the winter garden because you've been kind of the king of it recently i mean school of <laughs> I mean, rock was listen. at the winter garden beetlejuice at the winter garden who's, you know? to, who's to say between now and then that I will not just replace Hugh Jackman. I mean, yeah, you know, in the Music Man. Well, we can't. I kind of you know, want you to. That's to my, be ma- my master plan. <laughs> the fact that they're throwing you out, we, we will refer to the Music Man as the play who shall not be named. <laughs> okay. Oh my it's god, the Voldemort of plays that's in my fine. book. But you're, uh, you're allowed. <laughs> you're like you're not. I am. <laughs> no, I'm allowed, but I, I'm just not going. Um, no, I just understand how business works. I understand yeah, I mean, that yeah. that business Gotta is business. Sell tickets. <laughs> I don't do shows for the business part. I let the business people that represent me do the business part. Mm-hmm. So I do the show. Thank part. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's more fun that way. Uh, but I totally, you know, it's biz- it's show business. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate truth is that we are being evicted. <laughs> yeah, but you guys played it off so well. Like, We're still playing it off. The video you did was hysterical. <laughs> like, it's so good. Very in the vein of our show. And we're going to continue to do that for the next six months is find things mm-hmm. to make, you know, to continue poking fun the same way we did. It's not sad. It's not morose. It's uh, And also, just for the record, I mean, it is, we are being evicted. We are not closing. Um, we are we, the words are very carefully chosen. Is that yeah. we are actively looking for the next thing, and if that means another theater on Broadway, mm-hmm. we will take it. We don't know if that's possible yet, uh, or if it's going to be financially even doable. Mm-hmm. But if there are producers are like gung ho about figuring out the next step as quick as possible, so for the people that out there that think they are, we are closing, we are not. I mean, that's yeah. not what we even. You guys are sold out every night. Uh, every night to the point where we have to turn, turn people away now. I mean, yeah. it's becoming wild. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, at so this yeah, point I, a mess. It's not going anywhere. It's just that we do have to leave the theater, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. the Winter Garden is so perfect for our show. But we'll haunt yeah, the that, theater were we to get the opportunity. <laughs> that, that becomes that becomes an issue because the size of the theater, the size That's of it. the stage. That's and, really it. It's, most theaters yeah. on Broadway are way smaller than the Winter way Garden. Way smaller, and, and it's, about, it's about loading in. It's about the things we can do technically. We have like an understage thing because we have all these trap doors, and we have— Oh, that's right. So yep. it's a lot of hydraulic stuff that has to happen. And so we, it's very specific, and it feels a bit like a moonshot to get the right type of theater. Mm-hmm. But— they did announce that it's going to go on the road in 2021. And then I think, you know, for 2020, I would say this is not confirmed at all for anybody listening. But I would say <laughs> I would imagine the West End is not far off. Yeah, that would um, be awesome. Or Australia or something like that because that's where Eddie's from, our composer. And there's a big want for it across yeah. uh, overseas. So oh, it would why, do well why deny that? It would I think it would kill well in London. London. Absolutely. West End oh, show, yeah. absolutely. It's very really dark. Would. It's very funny. It's very crude, which I think they really take yeah. to over there. And, um yeah, I think would, anywhere you go, yeah, I think you're gonna, it, it's, it'll do well. Yeah. It has a good, it has a really cool following. I just found out that we are the number one <laughs> streaming, uh, number one streaming album 
for the 2019 season across every platform. Oh, that's amazing. Jeez. Which I just found out. I knew we were, like, I did 100 million streams on Spotify, which I didn't know what the metric of that was. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know if that was a lot or a little. It turns out it's a lot. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a lot. But not only that, we are on everything. Apple Music, everything. Oh we are God. the number one streaming album, which I was so excited about. That's, like, so that's cool. A that's a big awesome. accomplishment. Yeah. And, and TikTok. Yeah, and your TikTok famous. Oh, right, we haven't oh, talked about that. Oh, by the God. way. <laughs> Now, now, what is TikTok? <laughs> I remember I just the, started hearing yeah. about this. The stuff. first time we met you when we were on stage, um, we were with Joanna Angel. Joanna, yeah. Actually, Joanna and Aaron did our podcast, and then we went to Beetlejuice. We went oh, to Beetlejuice and we had a dinner. That's a fun day. Yeah, yeah it's right? a great day. Um, and we were on stage, and we were talking about it. We were telling you, you're like, TikTok famous. She went, yeah, I don't, I don't what know. Is that? What the hell is a TikTok? I know I more know. now. Insane how popular your it, show is. It, every, Especially I think, you and just... The, yeah, you're, well, obviously, the Beetlejuice songs are killer. Yeah, and like everyone loves to cosplay you and just the, like using your sounds and like the album. It's it's, it's wild. like every three TikToks. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, yeah. I, should, I, I should download it. I don't <laughs> think I don't I honestly don't think there's a song in the in the musical that mm-hmm. isn't TikTok available yeah, yeah. at this point. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean yeah. I do one of the girls in our show, Presley, who is sixteen, just turned sixteen years old is like the TikTok queen and she's the one that like everyone knows from TikTok. She's mm-hmm. like single-handedly keeping half of our show afloat because oh, yeah. <laughs> people find us through there. Um, and she's the one that I'm she's on. She's the one that makes you guys do stuff, she's right? The, yeah. I'm, the, I'm on all of her TikToks. Yeah. And so I have a great time. To me, it's just fun to keep my brain smart because she teaches me a new dance all the time. So I'm trying my <laughs> desperate, like my desperate best to try and look good on these dances or to just be funny. Uh, but it just some, kills time. We do that during the show, by the way. Do you really? Yeah, we, I can tell you exactly when we do it. We do it during the, um, uh, after I say, after I meet the Maitlands for the first time and say, mm-hmm. now get in the attic, and the whole, the Dietz family moves into the house for the first time. Oh, yeah. Before, uh, before and during the song Dead Mom, mm-hmm. we're in an alcove doing these TikToks oh, <laughs> mid-show. So while you may think that Broadway professionals are like offstage like, me, 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 we're actually like figuring out stupid TikTok, TikTok yeah. dances. Do this dance and then go on stage. Literally is what we're doing. <laughs> That's, maybe that's a fun little Broadway exclusive, oh but yeah, we got a little or you know, breaking your toe or breaking. Oh yeah, I, you know what? I've probably broken my toe in a show more times than I thought about it. But man, but breaking your the, toe before I saw it's dancing. When I saw you guys, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> How this is toe it, is broken." I think it's still fine. I think it's, it's a little fine. wonky, or it's, yeah, my whole right foot and side is just going to be forever shitty. For the rest into, of my life. You know, just banged into stuff. I just consistently have impact injuries from the shows that I do. That's why after this, I'm hoping that if I do whatever the next thing I do on stage, mm-hmm. it's like a guy in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> or a wheelchair that they move you around. A wheelchair that I move around in. Or a guy that everyone in the play talks about for two hours who shows up for the last scene. <laughs> right. like, and then hey. I'm just like, I mean, I'm alive or whatever. And then just be that guy. Yeah, like um, the play that went wrong. Yeah, play that went I don't know wrong. if you've seen oh, it. Oh, I love that. I've yeah, seen it four or five times. It's one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah, and you should play. be the dead guy. Done. <laughs> well, they just roll I, that, around. Even that seems like too much work. You might, yeah, they might bang your head into something as they're taking you off. I am, that show, by the way, just not, not that we want to talk about it, that show is... Hysterical. So up my alley, it yeah, could not even be more Totally fun. my I mean, humor. Oh my God. Just, I've seen that show five, six times. So Our stage manager at Beetlejuice is the, was the stage manager of the play that goes wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I would always rave to him and he would always get me in when I had like, after rehearsal, be dead and he'd be like, you want to come tonight? I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so well done too. It is. When did you, uh, when did you come to New York? When was your, uh, when was your first 2009. 
Was it a wing and a prayer? No, I'm sorry, 2005. Was it a wing and a prayer? Just showed up, or no, did I, you I have went, something? I got uh, into college. I got into New York University. Mm-hmm. Heard of it? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Someplace downtown, right? I got into the, <laughs> the musical theater program, which was called Cap 21 at the time. And I was like highly lauded to go if you wanted to go. And I wanted to be in New York. I'd been in New York. My grandparents lived in Jersey. My mom's from New York. My dad's from Boston. So a very East Coast family that grew up on the West Coast of California. Where? Uh, San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah. And came here for college mm-hmm. and really didn't like it for the first year. It just wasn't what I expected. It wasn't, en- it wasn't enough work. It felt like a lot of watching. It felt uh, like a lot okay. of students that were there that didn't want to do anything. It felt like a lot of like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, so I'll just try musical theater. Mm-hmm. When I was there going, I want to do this and I want to learn. And so after the second year of it, like the same thing, I just I started auditioning for stuff. And I ended up getting two things in the same week. Wow. So I dropped out of school um, and have I, – I guess I'm on academic leave now since 2006. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll come back and graduate just, never. I think, I think when you have six shows on Broadway, they should just go, okay, you yeah, get you a need, diploma from the musical theater a, department. Obviously, you don't need a degree then to do Broadway. You do not need a degree. I always People always say I do talkbacks and I will do like classes. And a big question from parents a lot mm-hmm. of the time is – it's important to have a degree in musical theater, right? And they're kind of winking because they have their kid right next to them. And I say, it's very important to have a degree if you want to teach it. Oh, um, okay. But nobody, I've never been in an audition ever that someone says, you're perfect for the role. You were great. Everything you did in this audition was awesome. What we see here, you didn't graduate. <laughs> never comes into play. <laughs> I mean, it's never come into play for yeah. me. Um, if you, I think school's really great for most people. It didn't work out for me. But there are a lot of my classmates who remained mm-hmm. and are so much better than when they got there and uh, more knowledgeable and more whatever. It just did not work for me. So I completely advocate school. I just didn't enjoy my time. So you just learned from taking classes? or I started taking my own stuff. Like yeah. I started like figuring out like, oh, here's an improv class. Here's a sketch class. Here's a writing class. Or just watching stuff, mm. reading stuff and kind of curating my own thing. Uh, but then I got a show. I mean, I, got a, I did a show in Los Angeles um, at the Amundsen Theater called The History Boys, okay. which was this three-hour Alan Bennett play at the National Theater, which was more of an education than I got in two years at NYU combined. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I just was like, well, I'll just do this. Yeah. And then that's just not how life works. You don't just go, well, I'll just do plays now because I do one. Came back to New York and I had no clue what to do and I spun out. And then I very, 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 very luckily got into my first Broadway show, which was called Glory Days, which ran for one night. On Broadway. Okay. Oh, my God. What? One night, opening night and the next day we closed. Why? Uh, bad it wasn't sale. good. It, it was oh. fine. It was like, it was, in my, in my opinion, it's a very good musical. What the problem was is that the producers were green and that they were very trigger shy or I guess trigger happy, I guess, to pull the trigger on closing it because they didn't have a lot of advanced sale and they were banking on good reviews. They got mild to pretty bad reviews mm. um, and it was just not doing well. And so they didn't want to lose money with their investors. They're like, forget it. <laughs> Literally. And so <laughs> oh the God. next day I called my parents who were in the, or still in San Jose. They live in New York now. Um, and I called them and I said, remember when you said you were going to like wait a couple weeks to come see me in the show? <laughs> good idea. <laughs> yeah. It's, good uh, idea. <laughs> you can cancel those plane tickets. Oh my God. Uh, but then from there, it just went really right. Career-wise, it just mm-hmm. I got into Wicked like five months later and was in that for two years and then took a year off and did regional stuff. And then I ended up doing Big Fish, another mm-hmm. Tim Burton property, yeah. mm-hmm. which closed in three months. It's just like the whole – your careers are so strange because it's never – it's so not consistent and it's so not infinite. Yeah. It's the most fulfilling job on the planet as far as I'm concerned, but it is equally the most finite 
um, because it's just you never know when it's going to close. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a movie. You make the I'm movie. I'm assuming it goes they don't out. warn you. No, you just, yeah, it depends. I mean, we got a six month eviction notice for Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, very That's rarely nice. are you that lucky. <laughs> I mean, yeah. As opposed to well, as opposed to something like Tootsie. Tootsie yeah. found out they were closing in January. What five weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So that's very. That's soon. a decent sized stage, you know. Just saying, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just saying, not a bad point. Tootsie's <laughs> <laughs> closing that's again. A, that's I have... a, of, of the stages on <laughs> He's Broadway. Like, I just show up, okay? Listen, like... I, yeah, I have no money in the show, so I don't have like real say in where we go. Yeah, we, we, I'm we, taking money out of the show. <laughs> we, we may know one of the producers, Jacob. Um, just you know, Tootsie is closing. Jacob, just you might want to tell somebody. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, you wanna, uh, Papa needs a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah, another a... another guy with a cute dog. Yeah, Jacob. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it, so when you when you got the Beetlejuice role, mm-hmm. did you do it in DC? Yeah, you did. I did it so... for another, I did it for two years before that too. Oh wow, really? Uh, yeah, I've been working on it for like four and a half years. Uh, we did a. I auditioned really quickly uh, one day yeah. four years ago in a room, very small, not unlike this one, <laughs> and sang a little bit of the opening number that I had to learn the night before <laughs> and did like a half a page of sides in the best type of voice I could possibly do, which at wow. that point was so majorly unhealthy for me to do. And then, and then the next day they called. They said, you know, you want to help out on this reading. It's just, you know, music stands and a script. And just for a week, you get paid 100 bucks and you do help the script be better. Mm-hmm. And then from that moment on, I didn't have to audition again. They just kind of kept asking me if I'd come back. And mm-hmm. that's the best type of audition is that you just continue to do the role well and be nice and be cool to work with. Uh, that is the main point. I try to like uh, uh, get to people that want to do this for a living. It is so not about talent. It's so about being. Really? It, it, talent is probably, I would say, 60% of it, maybe okay. less. But a big chunk, more than you think, is about just being kind and like good to work with in a room because they're not just hiring the performance. You're in a room with these people for m- two months mm-hmm. in a room with like no audience. So you have to like each other. You have to be malleable and interesting and always coming up with ideas and uh, also just nice. You don't have to yeah. be like overly nice to the point where you need like an insulin shot to ever talking to you. <laughs> but like you have to like just not be a dickhead mm-hmm. and you'd be fine. I would much rather work with somebody who is like 20% less talented, who is 20% more nice. Because it just makes it easier. That makes sense. It kind of does. I mean, yeah, if you shoot a movie, you shoot 28 days, you're done. That's it. Mm. You know, you're in a play. You could be in the play for three years. It's your family. I mean, you do. (laughs) I spend every single day with these people, including holidays. And it is. You have this little mini family that you you all have your spats, you have your things. But if you're just a jerk, it shows so quickly. And we are the one of the few uh, industries, I think, in the world that – Word travels so fast in our industry. It's if you're small. a jerk, yeah, it's tight. It is quickly yeah. and it is cemented. Another similarity to my industry. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're a dick, you're not lasting very long. Well, you get voted off Porn Island. That's right. <laughs> that's, I, that makes so much sense to me. You know, like, no one wants to work with someone. You're the, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, another, no, it's true. I would say another similarity that goes right along with that is that like everybody's replaceable. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so to be nice and to be consistent is really helpful and vital because if you, if you aren't consistent or good or nice or kind or generous, there is somebody else who is a percent less talented than you yeah. that they would way rather I work with. I can imagine with. ego too. Huge. Yeah. You know? I mean, you think about some of the you know, Broadway shows. You talked about Wicked. I mean, Indina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth are long gone and that play is still 
burn them with gas. That's you know? right. And they, and you know, people come to see the show. It's not they're not coming to see X person see. It. I mean, mm-hmm. some people are coming to see Beetlejuice to see me do it because I got nominated. A lot or of I people did. are. <laughs> yeah, but more yeah. now than ever. I mean, yeah. in, I would say that in School of Rock, people were not coming to see me do the show because I was not really a known quantity at that mm-hmm. point to the point I am now. Um, but the show, if it's not good, then who cares? Mm. So it's right. got to be – everyone's replaceable, truly. I mean, that is a big thing I believe in. That's why I tend to work so hard is because I don't I don't coast on the last thing that I've done. Because this is – my industry is one of the weirdest ones. Every time you do a new thing, you have to continue to prove that you're good by auditioning, which is so strange. I don't get yeah. by on – my resume all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They just have to go, yeah, that they was then. Are you still talented see. now? Exactly. Who knows? Can you, can you, can you, you last eight days, days a week? Yeah. Yeah. They can have you? every right to ask you that too because sometimes mm-hmm. you're just different or mm-hmm. you're worse or you're just not as passionate Maybe anymore. you're better at one thing than something else. A hundred percent. Offer only to me is the da- most dangerous thing in the world in, in theater or in stuff because you just offer it and someone accepts and they get to set and they go, Oh fuck! We made a huge mistake. <laughs> this is not the person we thought this was. We they were watching tapes from like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. this person is missing an eye. It's like <laughs> or it's whatever. Like, it's like it's like a Tinder profile. So you oh, said no. you were thirty five, but you look seventy three. Oh <laughs> no! Yes, but that's right. I always believe in auditioning because then you can at least get to go. Oh, we were right. Okay, he yeah. is the right guy, or yeah. he's we're wrong. And they have every prerogative in the world to say you're wrong. And it's it's funny to as in the same as your industry. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different pathway to Broadway. Everybody that I've quick, ever talked quick, to. Quick, slow. Yeah. Quick, slow. Yeah. Some people who took 20 years being in chorus lines and all of a sudden yeah, finally. I mean, or somebody who just walked on the stage one day and holy. It yeah, was became like, that was, meteoric. And took off like yeah. a bat out of hell. Yeah. And, you know, and then some have like long careers. I mean, you know. It's, it's, I think it's it really is about pacing yourself. I do. I just think it's that thing where you just. Not every opportunity is one you want to take. And right. I'm learning. I mean, it's easy to say now. Trust mm-hmm. me. I mean, like I was. I would not have said that 10 years ago. But and I think it's different where you want to do. But it really is your career starts when you're doing the the, the smaller stuff, and that's you have to start there. Do I mm-hmm. want to do this? Do I want to have this reputation? Do I want to be known as a guy that swings roles? That's interesting. Well, because I there are people like there yeah. are people on Broadway who are unfucking believable at swinging roles. They know 17 tracks at a time in a show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even a, a, an exaggeration. I know somebody who's who's swinging 17 tracks in a Jeez. show. That's she knows a lot. 17 different tracks that she can go on for a moment's notice and when you are that good at that nobody can see you as anything else but a swing so if you want to give your shot at a leading role mm. you're out of it yeah because so they want you to unless, available for that unless you start unless you very actively go no no and start saying no more so that people do more, take you more seriously as a leading role otherwise you, you will have an amazing career as a mm-hmm. swing because there's yeah. never a, a, a lack of want for somebody who's really good at that but that might be what you do forever. Yeah. Yeah, I so, never thought of it like yeah. that. Yeah, swing is funny. Swing's like the bass player in a rock band. Really necessary. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> really necessary, but there are very few of them. You know? Very few really good <laughs> very, ones. Very, very few really They're good like, ones. So when you become a great bass player, you're like, oh, you'll be working forever. But who the hell remembers? It's the like bass a player? good coder. Like <laughs> yeah. people want yeah. good coders for their yeah. companies, but really, you'll never do anything else. If you want to be the CEO, you're like screwed. So yeah. is there sometimes like a male and a female on a show that? That's their job yes. is to, yep. to typically, fill in. I always thought there was theirs. one understudy for one person. There is typically uh, – like I have a standby whose name is Will who's excellent who literally his job is to sit up in a dressing room and wait for me to break my leg. 
Um, oh my god do you ever worry about Will <laughs> no he waits for me why is Will Will's, following yeah, me yeah. home Will's sitting in the corner like rubbing his yeah. hands like, today is the day why is this water green What's the... <laughs> don't uh, worry about the banana peel on yeah, the floor yeah. Alex it's all good that's a good a good luck banana peel you step on it and... no he's he covered me in School of Rock so he, he uh, we know each other very intimately and we, mm-hmm. he's a great dude and his job is to show up and if I'm gone he's on yeah. But he's not in the show. Mm. He's not on stage every night. He sits in his dressing room and... Dressed uh, up as Beetlejuice. No, I, oh my God, that Poor would be the Will. worst. Just kind of staring oh. in a mirror. He does not have to do that. <laughs> I think that would maybe take him out of... Yeah, he would never have done you know, that. Um, that would be that could be a play in and of itself. The guy who has to be Beetlejuice in the, a room. The worst The worst type of waiting for Godot. <laughs> yeah, right. The worst type the of worst waiting. The worst type. Uh, but I have that, but I also have an understudy who's on stage every night. Um, okay. Who would be the second cover if Will is on vacation or if mm-hmm. Will is sick as well. Um, but And then in the show, everybody does have one person that will cover them, but typically there's a male and a female that will cover – not, uh, uh, and they'll gender swap their roles too. Like So we have a guy named Eric who covers all the males and some of the females. Oh, really? Yeah, because some of it – like the female cheerleaders in the whole oh, Being Dead true. thing very easily could be a male cheerleader mm-hmm. too. Um, or you know the, uh, the, the, uh, the jockey in the netherworld uh, that like never whip mm-hmm. a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. That can be him, her. True. It yeah. doesn't matter. So Are any of your doubles like in the – the one where that you got you split off into like ten the clones. Yeah, yeah. Are any of them females? Two. Really? That's yep. great. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they were all men. No, our two female ensemble members, Kim and Tessa, they oh are God. unbelievable. They, they play the two uh, like sort of uh, the cheerleader slash like sexy fly girls yeah, in yeah. Being Dead Part Two, and they play a lot of the. They're the two female ensemble members. They are two of the clones, and oh they're in God. these like amazing sort of like Tig Notaro wigs mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, they just have all the makeup on and they make the sort of same yeah, faces. Yeah, and they, the, like a way that everyone walks around on stage. We did a whole you thing. You all look masculine. Yeah. We did a whole thing where we they watched me walk and we figured out like oh, what that thing that's, is. That's personally my favorite number in the, it's in a great, the play. That, that's, the, that's the underdog in the play, the chorus line. The oh, guys, completely. Yeah, yeah. The guys and girls. And yeah. they are incredible. They all have great voices. They dance well. They change fun. costumes more they than anybody else. Co- yeah, every time you turn around, they change costumes. Mm-hmm. And they're really the unsung heroes of the play because no one ever knows them. And it's like, how many roles did you play in this play? Well, about 17. Yeah. You know, I was like this. Who'd you was play? Dealing. Everyone. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and by the way, anyone that's listening that comes to the stage door, uh, those are the people that you want their autograph. Yeah, Those yeah. are the people that, that will, you know, they will be legendary forever. They're like the Broadway gypsies that will live on forever after I'm well gone from this career. <laughs> they will be the ones that you want to really hang on to those memories. And don't, just as a, as a PSA to people at the stage door, if an ensemble member comes out and you want autographs from people, get everyone's autograph. Yeah. Because it's really rude to pull your playbill away and ask when I'm coming out. Yeah. Because they shoulder this show. I am Absolutely. the lead and I am the, I am the title role of the show, but we would never be able to do this show without people like that. And I don't say that because I'm running for mayor. I say that because it's absolutely true. Please yeah, run for mayor. No, I have no interest. I'm voting for you. I'm I Please don't. I don't want it. That would be my nightmare. <laughs> You're talking about I just want to make people talk about, laugh. Talk about a play about death being the mayor of New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're typecast for that. So yeah. We should good. do some cross-marketing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so oh, yeah but it, I can't imagine doing what you do and doing what they do it, it, eight shows night. a week is, it's, is impossible it's like watching it's almost <laughs> like watching night. ballet you know you watch everyone move and change and it's all so seamless yeah and even seeing it multiple times it's still seamless I like when people say it looks so effortless that's my favorite thing to hear mm-hmm. I hate it when people say you know it's just it's just a gift that you have and, and you and you it's effortless for you I go, it isn't. Yeah. It's effortless for nobody. It's, oh, everyone say, oh, it just comes so naturally to you. 
And I go, what about that seemed natural? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That is so much hard work to get in front of, first of all, just to get in front of anybody yeah. and do something. This is complete narcissism. Mm-hmm. So we have that. We definitely <laughs> we got that have going 100% for us. <laughs> narcissists on stage. We're coming out to do something and to say, look at me. But two, it's like, uh, you know, we just, we're crazy people. That, that, it's, it, that we have to work hard to make this thing happen. We don't just wake up and go, you know what I feel like doing is putting on a striped suit and doing it. I wish someone would pay me for that. Yeah, right. Can I, where, where can I get my green wig? Yeah, yeah. so I like them. It looks effortless. That's great. What mm-hmm. you just said is the ultimate yeah. compliment, that it looks seamless and it feels seamless because there's so much blood, sweat, and tears oh, that yeah. go into making it that way. Well, that's I, don't the, uh, think a, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's years. Years. Yeah. Years and I so many know hours that before I got into Broadway. Is that's that... the old Stephen King line. You, you wouldn't believe how long it took me to be an overnight success. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, it's like just it, this is like you said, four years of doing this part. Now yeah. it's this big hit, but it's like four years. Four years to be open for right now, like what? I think eight months. I think we've been open. Eight months of, and two of those months where we were not sure whether we were going to stay open or not. So it could have been like we yeah. did with Big Fish, a mm-hmm. show that was written for nine years. That was being written for nine years. Got to Broadway, and three months later, it was history. Yeah. Wow. When did you guys, so previews were March, right? For Yeah. And you guys March. officially, oh, I should know because we were there. April 25th, <laughs> yes. I, think was our, so I think was our opening night. So you will have a year and a couple of months on the belt for the run of the show cool. at the Winter Garden. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, with any great luck, um, Tootsie. We're there, so there's, another, <laughs> there's another stage for you, Tootsie. Uh, just in case anybody's wondering, Tootsie is leaving. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> just, you, no. should, you should really sign on as a producer. You're really doing a, a killer job of this. Well, and, then, and that's the, uh, you know, we were talking about... Um, Hades Town and some of the other some of the other shows that we've been to, it's retasking the stage. I mean, Beetlejuice is a complicated set, so yes. even if you went in tomorrow morning and said we're going to get Tootsie, they would have to build a whole other stage while you're doing this. Try and get I it done. Imagine. Get it done in four months. It's also tech, it's loading. Right, know, we have to retack the show as a cast the entire too. Show, um, which but it also means that like a week, like the quickest loadout I've ever heard about was like a week, and then the quickest load in I've ever heard about was probably a week. Um, and so that's two weeks, but that's also two weeks of no audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's two weeks of no ticket Income, sales. That's, yeah. it's two, that's two weeks so of it, investors going, um. Right. <laughs> so it is a big ask um, to try and change theaters. Um, but uh, from the way money and everything and hype is looking now, that juice might be worth the squeeze. Right. It just is a matter of like, it's going to come down to, I mean, timing, dollars and cents, mm-hmm. and Again, like what is next? What is right. the perfect thing that's next for Beetlejuice? Because whatever it is, it's going to be great. It's just it, – It's a great show. Yeah, it's I think it's, it will survive. It will succeed and just – it may not succeed all the way at the Winter Garden, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then I have my fingers crossed because I want to keep seeing thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you we back. Have not been I'll be there the 31st. Oh, right. That's right. We have not so you said you're going to be in the, in the front, front row. row. Oh I'll God. be the one with oh, spit absolutely. on me. Absolutely. We're in the front row. Uh, I, can t- I can officially say that I took it in the face from Alex Brightman. <laughs> I mean, can I say this? Can I say this? Nothing has made me happier than that sentence. <laughs> that's okay. I was like, that is just going to be a... Uh, that somehow that winds up on a billboard somewhere. Yeah, that should be on our billboard. <laughs> oh my god! Keep the, keep, I'm going to wear one of those welder masks. <laughs> keep the show going, so. Oh, yeah. That's so good. But yeah, so and and it's funny because we we've, we've talked to like my my uncle is coming with his son who's older because mm-hmm. he's a big Beetlejuice fan and they just did the same thing. They were like, "Holy shit, we were going in July. Now, goddammit, you know, they're yeah. buying for February." And yeah, yeah, you know, our best friend's daughter is a huge fan of yours, and they. They were coming in July, and now that's, yep. why, we're, that's why we're going to be there in March. I so will say, you know, with, with the right show, with the right type of show like Beetlejuice, when you do announce that you have a closing date, your ticket sales go through the roof. <laughs> yeah. So there is some, the like one now silver now or lining. never, go. 
Now, yeah, we do have six months of like wildly sold out performances yeah, so, coming up. So we gotta we gotta we gotta talk to people we know and see if we can get them for your last performance. That's right. Right. And I, I wanna will... see the last performance at the Winter Garden. And there are gonna be surprises throughout the way. Like we have like little bits that we're preparing for, like to make, you know, little waves here and there as we close out to like make the show still very Beetlejuice and in ways inside the show, or, you know, one night only certain things. Oh, very and, cool. Yeah, like little improvs or little write-ins for the show mm-hmm. for different holidays. And we've done that before. We've said Happy Halloween and Merry Christmas, Mother's Day stuff. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. But it'll be a blast. And it so, also keeps this cask like really, you keeps know, me keeps me completely going. alive. I mean, I love improv anyway. So it's just nice to be in a show where if I feel the need to do something, I can do it. Yeah. I might get a slap on the wrist, but it's like, what are you going to do? Cancel though, you? you can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can always just sort of say, like, I forgot my line. And why? <laughs> I made it up on the I guess spot. now it's on the record, so it's premeditated, but. <laughs> we'll bleep that up. <laughs> Should so, we do your. Yeah, ride? so now we have, um, we do 10 questions that oh. I ask every guest. So oh, boy. They're called Vix 10. Great. And then I usually say it's 10 inches. She flatters. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm very proud of that for you. I don't have anything close to that. <laughs> Thank you. I can't speak to 10. <laughs> well, now you will answer 10. So, okay, great. All right. First question. What's the most annoying question people ask you? Uh, how do you memorize all those lines? <laughs> and also, how much money do you have? Oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. How, mu- how much does a Broadway actor make? I oh, mean, wait, okay, side question. More than you'd think, but less than you'd think. <laughs> yeah. Side question. Do you ever just randomly have an old song that you've done in the past pop into your head? I, uh, every night. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have so many crazy thoughts running through my head. There are times where I will just say in, I mean, I will totally go up on lyrics in Beetlejuice and have to completely Wayne Brady them like, like who's on his anyway <laughs> and, and do it. I mean, when we did the Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah. they were like a thousand percent new lyrics. Mm-hmm. And that night I did, or two days later, not Thanksgiving at all. I did half of the Thanksgiving Day <laughs> I just couldn't figure, I couldn't think of the yeah. other ones. Yeah. At, at some point, if you break into the music, man, that would be kind of hysterical. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my kind God. Of, I, do me a favor. I just want to know the night <laughs> that happens because I want to so... be there for that. In the first scene, there's something so so perfect about, like, the guys that are sitting on a bus or a train when they're mm-hmm. all in the newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I start the show with the newspaper. Like, there's something oh, there. Oh, I can there's see There's a possibility. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, what is your favorite way to eat a potato? Uh, waffle cut fried. Ooh. Okay, that's the first one of that one. Yeah, waffle, waffle fries. Uh, what would the title of your autobiography be? Uh, character, period, actor, period. Oh, I, oh like that. I, like that. I like that. That's really cool. What's it's weird that I thought about that, but I have. <laughs> no, you would be surprised. A lot of people like no. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had. We've I, had I, a... I was given that one. Somebody was like, "That would be cool for you because you are a character <laughs> in yeah. general, but also an actor and a character actor." That works. <laughs> yeah. What was the biggest to- turning point of your life so far? Uh, School of Rock fundamentally changed my life as far as just being a starring role in a show and getting to be well-known and get to perform in the Tonys and get all these opportunities. Beetlejuice has probably changed it just one more time, one more click up, because it's doing everything I want to do in the way I want to do it. So I'm getting kind of known for the writing and the improv thing and like more of like a creative entity. That's great. So I've met a lot of like really amazing television people and creative people that I've always wanted to meet and slash work with. So it's afforded me a couple of new opportunities there for the future. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be another turning point. That's great. What, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of my work ethic. 
Um, I, I'm always an hour early to rehearsal. I'm always one of the last people to leave were, the theater. You were an hour early today. <laughs> yes. And I was like, shit. This is an hour I'm early to a podcast. <laughs> I am an hour. I, temp, I, I am very proud of my work ethic. I, so the, what obviously I, what, you're not Italian. I'm not Italian. I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish ridden with guilt. <laughs> so I have to show up early. I always have to show up early and apologize for being early. <laughs> but yeah, my work ethic, it's always carried me through in a way that I'm very proud of. And I, I tend to work super, super hard in the way that I do it. That's mm. great. What takes up too much of your time? Oh, God, anxiety. Um, I, you know, <laughs> sitting on the couch, even though I'm in a show, uh, leading a Broadway show and writing, you know, multiple plays and television shows and, and things like that and doing all these things, there is just that voice in the back of my head that is from birth or whatever that just says you're not doing enough. Jewish guilt. So I do think about that. Yeah, I'm sure Jewish guilt has to do with it, but it's true biology. Just like that horrible anxiety that's like, you, why are you sitting there? What are you doing? You lazy piece. It's like that thing. I spend way too much time giving it too much attention. Yeah. And I'm working on not. That's great, though. Yeah. You, that, that's I'm great. Similar. You notice it. I'm yeah. similar. It's yeah. Like, oh, God, it's, yeah. How dare you take a day off? I'm like, it's yeah. just weird. I'm like, yeah. And so I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> figuring it out, though. I think it does come with a little bit more of like as I'm getting older and going to more therapy. Um, but it really does help to really just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to talk to anybody today. Scotch yeah. works, too. I, I don't need, need to. I need a day. Sto- I love scotch. Uh, scotch works, too. <laughs> trying more edibles these days. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite smell? Uh, gasoline at a gas station. Uh, that's like a kid's smell when you're it growing is. up, I don't, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, what gets you fired up? Uh, a new, uh, if I find a new band that I like and I go through their discography, that gets me fired up to like discover something, even if they've been around for a long time, or a new stand-up album. Because I think I've heard all of them. <laughs> I think I've literally heard really? every stand-up album out there from from when they were albums. From like Shecky Green, yeah. from oh, like Borscht Belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Borscht Belt guys. Yep. Oh, like wow, I do yeah. deep dives and stuff like that. So when a new stand-up thing comes out, I devour it and I watch it twice in a row. And it gets me fired up to like remember the jokes and really get it in there. Um, that gets me fired up. Stand up comedy. I can in general. see why you're so good on stage. I just you have, have learned a, stand- a lot. You kind of do have like a yeah, like a one man like, show. There is type a Borschtbelt comedian that does live, <laughs> live inside uh, me. Shecky Green. Yeah. Here we come. Right? But I've your- seen a lot. You know, I've seen a lot of those guys and women that I just respect like crazy on stage. And stand up, I think, is the hardest thing to do in general. Mm-hmm. So watching it yeah, be done well yeah. inspires me to sort of do the similar thing on if you, stage. If you're in an ensemble, if you're in a cast and you screw up a little bit, you kind of have people around there to fix you. If you're bombing, you're bombing. Yeah. You got every yeah. breath. You're bombing. Worse. Who's yeah. three of your faves off the top of your head? Uh, Bill Burr, uh, Jen Kirkman, oh. and uh, recently, who, uh, who was great recently? Uh, you know who just came out that would just blew me away? Was It just came out, Ronnie Chang. From The Daily Show. He just oh, has a really? new hour called Asian Comedian Destroys America. I've now, I just came out yesterday. I've watched, literally, I've watched it twice already. That's awesome. And he's just so silly and wonderful and has an amazing take on America for being someone that was not born here. Uh, it just, it blew Ooh, me away. Watch it. it blew yeah, me away. Definitely watch it. Really silly, really funny. Uh, I just, I always, I loved him from The Daily Show, but I thought his, this new hour was great. Ooh. I also love Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, yeah. But I love the silliness. That's just, silliness is a big uh, love language of mine. Yeah. yeah. What do you wish you knew more about? Uh, I wish I knew more about politics, not today, like not like today's (laughs) politics. I just wish I knew more about like in general politics, like how that works. I stay very out of the loop on that because it, it fries my brain and I don't, I get very confused in the same way. I don't know how taxes work. Well, they're about the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, and my, you know, it's when you, when I listen to an accountant talk to me, like I'm another accountant, I feel dumb and I do not like feeling dumb. And I have no interest in learning about that. I have 
a lot of interest in wanting to learn about politics. I just don't think it's going to be doable for me. Did you pick up um, uh, what Howard John Zinn's Stewart. book? No. Uh, John Stewart had the book about America. It was like basically. Oh, yeah. It's actually a really this good book. This is America a, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, this is America. It's a joke, but it's not. Oh, and really? It's, it's actually really well done. I will very, pick that up. Very, very well done. I wish I knew more about that. What's the, this is the last question for Hit you. Up. What's the one question you would want everyone you meet to answer? In other words, they have to answer it. They have to answer the question I'm going to ask yeah, them? Yeah. Um, uh, I, easy. What's, what, is, uh, what is the one thing that is a no laugh topic for you? Oh. Like, what is the one thing that, where do you draw the line on comedy? Because That's I find it fascinating that people will make a pedophile joke and then, and then be very offended by a 9-11 joke. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find is so strange. Like, or, you know, just you're like, like so, you're Je- so you yeah. saw Jessel next thing. <laughs> love it. I mean, I love, I love, I love Jessel next, but I'm also just fast. I used to have a podcast years ago called The Boundaries. And it was, I just had this question of like, it was so, why do some people like get offended by this thing? Mm-hmm. And then they just joke about this thing as if the, it doesn't make sense to me where people's lines are. I respect their lines and where they are. It just doesn't, it, it always confounds me where people don't find things funny. So I had comedians on the show, but I would also have like, absolutely have like a nun on the show and be like, what do you not find funny? Because it's fascinating what people do and don't find yeah. funny. Because people do have lines and it's really strange. I tend, I don't really have a line. Yeah, um, I'm like trying to think. I'm like, I can't think I of anything I don't have that a, offends I've, me. I don't, I don't think that anything offends me. I, have a, I would have a hard time, I think, being hurt by somebody who isn't somebody I absolutely love. Oh, like someone roasting you, you mean? I just don't think there's going to be a way that I would take it personally yeah. so i always get i'm never uh uh, uh you know mad or, or feeling like any sort of resentment to somebody that feels oh i don't like when you make a dead mom joke because my mom passed away horribly. fine sure mm-hmm. that should make it. you yeah. laugh i get it um but i do find comedy in a lot of things mm-hmm. and if it's funny i will laugh i do not i don't believe in the groaning I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, if I, it's not funny, then it's not a joke. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's not how I feel. And, and everybody takes a joke different. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would offend me. The only thing that I, I tend not to laugh at is like Ben Stiller's type of uh, put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable. Oh, the cringe uh, stuff. Yeah, the cringe <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's, I, it doesn't. I, it's not that I. It's not like it offends me. I just never laugh at it. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> this guy doesn't like people with sweat, and they're always putting him in a room with somebody with sweat, and I'm like, eh, that sounds just horrible, not funny. Yeah. But yeah, but I know people in my family that can't watch, um, which sucks because it's the best show curb your enthusiasm because they just feel like larry david is putting himself in such these cringiest yeah. positions yeah that they just they have a hard time laughing and more being like get him out of there yeah <laughs> it's like I watching just, slow torture you're just yeah like, yeah, yeah i mean i guess i wouldn't want to watch like animal torture i guess isn't funny but i don't that's not what your question yeah, is. Right, yeah. now we're just in a weird <laughs> yeah. sociopath conversation yeah. about what we don't like <laughs> And uh, Jim Jim Norton, who's a, a friend of ours, is Love really really good at um, putting you in situations where you should not be laughing, and you're laughing. That's yeah. one of the, my favorite things <laughs> to do. I mean, when, it's one... when you like dissect it and go, that shouldn't be funny. Well, even but on I the show, breathe. even on and in Beetlejuice, you do yeah. that multiple times. Yeah, the multiple well, there's times. a laugh we get at the end of the show where I I hold I, I I'm not going to say what it is because it actually is a really good one that gets a reaction that I've never gotten on stage before, which is like an enormous audience, full 1,500 people groaning. Nearly in pain, but also laughing. 
yeah. which I've just never heard that reaction before, and I'm so satisfied by it every oh, night. I, th- I know, I know exactly. I know exactly. I know exactly. Yes. What yes. yes. It's, a, it's a line to Lydia that doesn't get yep. a. It, yeah. It's a. It's a not a. It's a very offensive line. Yeah. Um. But it's it's great, and I, I have a good time doing that. Yeah, um, you do. That you literally just. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but it's so fun. Yeah. yeah, it's great. At that point, if you ha- if you don't get the show, then you should have already left. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And we're fine with that. If you don't want to, if you don't like our show, that's totally fine. Again, I don't know people's proclivities when it comes to like. There are. Yeah, there are. We've been multiple times. I've never sat near anyone that that's left. Wasn't laughing their ass off. I mean, Beetlejuice is the kind of show like Book of Mormon's going to inspire some people to leave if you (laughs) don't know what you're walking into, or Jesus Christ Superstar. If you don't know what you're walking into, it's going to inspire some people to leave in the second act. Sure, but Beetlejuice, if you're walking out on it, man, you're you got to stick up your ass, man. You really do. If you make it through the opening, maybe you love Brigadoon. Yeah, maybe if you love Brigadoon, yes. (laughs) If you really love Brigadoon, I would stay away from just like the the second third of our show. Yeah, Yeah. So go get tickets. So yeah, go get tickets yeah. now. <laughs> and hurry up because they're selling out. That's yeah. right. So yeah, perfect. Shameless plugs. So. Yeah. That's all right, go plug. buy all the tickets. <laughs> Follow <laughs> Alex on Twitter. At a bright monster. Because I love your Twitter. I'm <laughs> yeah, obsessed. Your Twitter is oh, thanks. Well, there's pictures of my dog and um, my handle is Mr. T. It's Clubber yeah. Lang. Yeah, You're Clubber sassy Lang. on there, though, and it's so good. I am sassy on there. Well, if we're, we're you know, I'm sassy in general. So, you know, why not put it in writing? <laughs> Why not really live up to it, right? Yeah, no. yeah. Sign on to the plate. Yeah. I don't just I don't just like the product. I'm a user too. <laughs> Darling. Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram, aka Danny Daniels. You can get my 2020 calendar at Shop DD Box, and um, go buy Beetlejuice tickets. If you are there on the 31st of March, we will be there. Well, that's so. Just sold Are you guys out. coming backstage afterwards? Yes. Sure. Sure. Right on. Yeah. We'll be there. Let's do it. And, I uh, promise I won't run onto the house. <laughs> Joanna tried to try run to onto the house and got in trouble on okay. throwing yeah. her under the bus <laughs> on this. When, when the show Sorry, is over, Joanna. when the show is over, you may not touch our show. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but on on June sixth, if we can come backstage, then we can run all over. Go right ahead. Oh my god, I'm bringing stuff. I'm bringing I'm bringing a pen and pe- tagging something like an old school freaking tag artist. <laughs> we'll all just yeah. lick stuff. Yeah, everyone has to go on and lick things. June sixth lick party. <laughs> oh, that's going to be an interesting oh. <laughs> show. Hashtag, that's going to be the new hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag June 6th Lick Party. Oh, God. Do you have anything <laughs> to plug, babe? Uh, my book, Wait for the Corn, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Evil Genius Vic. And uh, Danny's Things. Go see dannysthings.com. That's pretty much everything my wife has to offer. Except me. Except for that. <laughs> <laughs> except me. <laughs> I'm not for sale. And me, by the way. Yeah. No, Alex is up. You know, no, no, you're yeah, on we're there. selling Soon, Alex. though, guys. Yeah. Yeah. My next project is coming up. <laughs> Thank right. you for coming on. Thank my you. absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. See you next Go week. see Beetlejuice. Bye. Go see Beetlejuice. Bye.